Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I have Marcella with me today, who is a professor of mine when I took the advanced spiritual direction program at Moravian Seminary. Um, And uh, I just wanted to talk to you today about, wow, like you've been such a a positive influence on my life. Um, So glad that, that, that I've, you know, known you and um, you know, think of you often, I think, as any wise teacher uh, uh, does is, is I hear you, you know, often or your words or, you know, if I call a pause throughout the day or if I find myself telling people, you know, where are your feet? <laughs> um, and and uh, so much of that wisdom came through you and, uh, and the classes that I've taken. And, and so I was just hoping that the people who are listening to this can... Um, you know, gain some of some of that wisdom, and and uh, and we can get into that a little bit. But I first wanted to um, have you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, you know how did you come to this work, uh, this wisdom work that you do, and um, sure, sure. Well, first of all, thank you, thank you for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here. And who am I and how did I come to this work? So I am a mom, a spiritual director, a lover of all things mystical, lover of all things wisdom, a lover of God. And um, so I kind of came into this wisdom lineage um, through birth and I didn't know that. Um, when I came consciously into it was in 2013, um, Cynthia Bourgeau, my uh, teacher who has uh, popularized the wisdom tradition. She's an Episcopal priest and a mystic. She came to speak at Moravian Theological Seminary. And I knew she was coming and I knew she was a name that I was drawn to. And I was preparing for her talk by reading the Centering Prayer and Inner Awakening book that she wrote. And I kept having this sensation as I was, I was reading it before I met her of this, uh, it really invited me to sit up straight and tall. And I kept thinking, what is this presence that I keep feeling like I'm meeting when I'm reading her book? And I thought, my goodness, she must be a really tall person because <laughs> I just felt this presence. And as anybody knows, she's like four foot. 12, 4.9, and, uh, or 5.1, I don't know. But anyway, it was really uh, a sense of, uh, of uh, the verticality uh, of the wisdom tradition that, that I came to realize I was needing. So when she stood up to teach on that November 2013 day at Moravian Theological Seminary, I began to receive this teaching, and all of a sudden, it felt as if the bottom of my heart dropped out. 
and there was this expanse. I felt almost, Pam, like I was standing on the, on the side of the Grand Canyon, looking mm -hmm. out on a wide expanse that was wider interiorly than I ever even imagined possible. And it was almost like I knew in that moment there is no way to fall out of God. There is just more to know about God. And as I got to know her and I got to know the wisdom tradition, I realized in reality, I was introduced to this at, uh, at, my, at my parents' knees. I was born in Tanzania, East Africa, yep. and had a very embodied childhood. Spirituality was very embodied, which is really a piece of the wisdom tradition. Wow. I have goosebumps as you're telling me that um, because... Uh, I could feel it, and I think I sat up a little bit straighter, but I also remember reading an article that you wrote because you went back to Africa a few summers ago. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. A couple Decembers ago, December 17th. And reading it, I had this, this sense of, of almost being there too when I read it because you you felt that that was your home in your body, that it was so familiar, even though you had been years and years since you had been back there. Can you yes. talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was like an inner and outer reunion. Mm -hmm. And um, 2017, my whole family returned to Nairobi, Kenya. My dad was turning 81. Uh, and um, my brother was living over there at the time. And as I got off the airplane, and we had missed our flight in, 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 in Zurich, so we were late and flew overnight. It was long long, long flight. Yeah. And as I got off and walked and stepped on the tarmac and smelled the rain that had just uh, come, it was almost like the sensation of all three centers of my uh, being uh, remembered that this wisdom tradition that invites us to know through our senses, as well as through our mind and our heart, this is how I was raised. And I kept remembering my whole life. It was like, oh yeah, I knew this already. This is the this is what I, Cynthia is teaching me now in in my in my forties and and fifties. And I knew it as a child that God is intimately involved in us and wants to be known and can be known not only through our intellectual center, our heads, but through our body through our movement center and through our emotional center. So it, it, it shocked me. I had not expected because everybody said, don't expect the same Nairobi, Kenya. You haven't been there in like 40 years. I'm like, okay, okay. And it wasn't necessarily the outside that was as familiar though. That was too. It was really the interior sensation of finding my feet mm. literally on the ground of this original teaching. Wow. Wow. So it sounds like the teaching really solidified, even though you had been learning it for years since 2013, sort of this, the wisdom way of knowing. Um, but it sounds like in that moment that you really felt it in all of those three centers. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I had been feeling it all along, but it just, it reconnected like, oh, this is my roots. Yeah. This isn't only a teaching. And I have never, I mean, my family grounded me in such a deep love of God. And I think the embodiment of the African community and the culture where God is known through dance and through song uh, helped me know very early on that I am a part of the body of Christ, part of the body of love. And um, I personally never feared that I could lose God, but my tradition that my, that my family is in has some fears around that. Like mm -hmm. there is edges. And that never made sense to me. It just didn't resonate in my heart. I'm like, God is love mm -hmm. and I cannot fall out of it. And when I went back to Africa, it kind of came together as to why, um, how I've known that from an early tradition and how the wisdom stream is, uh, it never felt scary to me. Mm. It felt familiar. Mm. And I immediately said, hey, if there are more ways to know God, bring them on. Because I, it's in the wisdom tradition, it is often said, as you know, Pam, it's not knowing more. It's knowing with more of ourself engaged. And so I'm like, okay, if we know God, not only through our mind and our heart, but also through our movement and the body gestures of sacred uh, gesture, then let me integrate that right into my teaching at, at, at Moravian Theological Seminary and in spiritual direction, because there's more ways to know God. Mm. And that's, that's what I loved about it, too, because I'm very drawn to that idea of different ways to know God and not sort of just in a box or, you know, one way that I've learned. I, I feel like for me personally, it's just always expanding yeah. in, in new ways um, because I'm open to it and, and thirsty for it. And yeah. So tell me a little bit about like these, th these three ways that you're, cause you know, people can't see you, but you're touching your forehead, right? <laughs> right. So there's the, the intellectual way that we want to understand things, but then mm -hmm. you're touching your heart space and, but you're also talking about the body. And can you, can you describe sort of what those three things and how they all come together or? Sure. Each of us tends to lead with one center of knowing. And that's not right or wrong. Uh, in North America, uh, surprise, surprise, we tend to lead with our intellectual center. I teach in an in a academic setting. It's, we often teach to the intellectual center. And that's great. And we need that. And the wisdom tradition says that is one part of who we are. And there's more. There is the emotional center where we can know God through our heart opening up. And often we, we feel that in, when we read the Psalms, you know, the Psalm says, I am your very breath. I have been with you from the beginning. Open your heart wide and I shall fill it. And you're like, okay, let me just dive in right there. You know, something opens up right in our heart or as we're chanting or singing or our, our songs that uh, open up kind of that vibrational quality that opens up the heart where more can get in. And then in my tradition in Africa, we always did an embodied singing and, and you can see my hands are moving around. And, and the wisdom to teaching says that through sacred gesture, that there is actually an alphabet of sacred gesture that can uh, 
that is a, uh, a teacher in itself, that when we bow, there is something in our body that knows on a different level. And I grew up in the Mennonite tradition, uh, kneeling. We did kneeling, we did foot washing, mm -hmm. and there's something in those sacred gestures that gets communicated. And the teaching says, if you're only in one or two of those centers, you're actually asleep. Mm. And the invitation is to wake up and come online in all three centers. And when we are, is, is the definition of being able to be in presence and come into the fullness of knowing in all dimensions. And what are some of the ways that we can do that? Yeah, yeah, thank you for that question. Mm. You know, uh, my teacher, Cynthia, often says, you know, it's as simple as bringing another center online. Okay. So we might be caught up, you know, we're working on a project, we're all like in our heads, in our intellectual center, and pause, and literally, this is a very common wisdom uh, invitation, uh, find your feet. Mm -hmm. Notice how your feet are touching the earth. And the first time I heard that, Cynthia said, and feel the inside of your feet. I'm like, what? And, and in other words, come into the now. When we bring, and that's really bringing our movement center online. It drops us from our head right to our, our movement center. And obviously right now with the pandemic and, and the elections and Black Lives Matter, there's also a lot that's activating our heart center, our emotional center. And so again, uh, you know, it's as simple as contemplating your hand and noticing, seeing if we can uh, notice the aliveness that comes as we concentrate on uh, our hand or our foot or our breath, mm -hmm. coming back to that movement center. So some very, very simple practices, uh, Pam, that can help us kind of come back into balance. The, the, the desert mothers and fathers often said, go to your cell and your cell will teach you everything. Well, the cell is the now. Come into the now, come into this moment, find your feet. Uh, here I am, I am here, and see what happens. And I love that, and I love the word simplicity because often I feel people are blocked because it, it seems much more complicated than just that and the simplicity of sort of going from, you know, working on something and taking a deep breath in and checking in with yourself, checking in with your feet, your hands, it brings you back to this present moment. And, and so tell me, why would I want to be in the present moment? <laughs> uh, this is what I say to my students all the time. I say, go ahead and put in the chat box, because we're doing all our courses now online. Go and put in the chat box how you arrived today. You know, and they're like tired, anxious, exhausted, excited, whatever. And I say, be right there because that is where God is. Mm -hmm. In the now is the only place we can meet mystery and love. And uh, I don't know about you, Pam, but I wanna be there more uh, and as much as, uh, as much as we can. And I love inviting others to just notice that we don't have to change. That's an important, that's an important thing to say. 
and say a little bit more about that. Noticing it, but not having to change it. Exactly. I feel like that's where people get a little fearful. Yeah. To change about myself. Right, right. I teach spiritual formation. I teach prayer, and they're like, "Well, I don't think I'm very good," or I, you know, I, I, you know, I need to clean up, or I need to get my act together. No, no. In fact, um, our honesty is a gift to God, mm. uh, and being right where we are is a gift that we can offer to each other. First of all, that's a, that's a, that's a spiritual practice being on authentic with each other and also with God mm-hmm. and, uh, and noticing that right where we are is welcomed. It's not, uh, that we have to change or clean up. God knows anyway, you know, like who we think we're fooling, you know, and so- that a relief for, for many people to hear that, you know, Huge. what a reminder, what a relief. Um, because there, I would imagine there might be some avoidance of that entering into that now place because yeah. of, you know, maybe there's shame or guilt, or I can't, I'm not, I don't, I haven't mastered prayer or, and, and, and God's not interested. What I'm hearing is that God's not interested in that. God's just interested in your arrival. In your right here, how you are. God is actually interested in how are you? God actually really wants to know. What I can also add is one of the gifts that um, I personally have so been graced with in the wisdom community is that it is a community Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to do this alone. Because I don't know about your experience, Pam, uh, but I find sometimes I can do a lot of good spiritual practices on my own. And sometimes it's hard. Yeah, It's hard in this pandemic when we're alone a lot you know, to find ways either through Zoom or through other mediums to come together and be held in the community and the collective is a real gift. And that is one of the graces that the wisdom community has offered. We do a lot of wisdom uh, practice circles. We come together. We do Lectio Divina on the Gospel of Thomas. We do centering prayer together. We do body prayers together. And there's something different. Gurdjieff, one of Cynthia's teachers, says, nothing can happen without a group. Mm. And I would say something different happens with a group. Yeah, I think would you and would you agree with this is that the groups make us accountable. You know, we show up, we're loved, um, uh, we're community together. It's so much different than in solitude. And and before we went online, I I think I mentioned to you that I'm doing the Ignatian spiritual practices right now. Yeah, that's amazing on my own, but Mm -hmm. unpacking them with someone else, it it's it's just blown the barn doors off. I'm like wow, I hadn't seen it that way or wow, what a grace. Um, And, and so I think we need both. Both. That's what I think too. Yeah. And not only is I, do I find that the group is the accountability and you probably experience this too. It's accountability, it's delight and it's deep support. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, and Pam, you'll remember us sharing this. We had a student who was tragically killed a couple years ago, a spiritual direction student. And I was devastated. I was just devastated. It was right before you started your program. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting to a wisdom school up in Stonington with my teacher, Cynthia, and just crawling, practically crawling into the centering prayer sit. And I'm like, 
I, I can't even pray. And I just felt so held by the group. And that's all I could do. It reminded me of those rides at the, at the uh, amusement park that you're flattened to the wall and the bottom drops out and you're held because of the uh, centrifugal force. That's how it felt in that group centering prayer. There were, what, a hundred of us doing centering prayer. I couldn't pray, but I could be held in the prayer of the group, held in the lap of love. So, you know, it's so interesting to hear this. It, it makes me teary-eyed because you held us. Mm. You held, I never saw that side of you. And it wasn't like, there wasn't any sense of judgment or it was just, I noticed that you were, you were that, that post holder mm. for all of us. Mm. And I had only met her once um, at, at something, you know, I think uh, at a retreat. Mm-hmm. And I felt it. I mean, I walked into taking this class when there had been this devastating gap and loss and you, you really held that together for, for everyone and everyone needed that. They needed that strength. They needed that, um, you know, the way that, that you helped everybody grieve through it. Um, we never forgot her. She was remembered Yes. You know, the, the whole year and constantly brought back into the circle in spirit. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful time, but it's interesting f- to hear that you then went and got nourished by another group. Yes. When you could let yourself down, you know, or let yes. your, your guard down in, in a sense. Yeah. Your program started in June and it was early June that I was in Stonington. And I think I needed a place to completely collapse Mm-hmm. in order to regain a sense of my own, you know, verticality and, and to be able to hold for other people. And so that's the gift of the group. We can take turns being the post holder. It's not all dependent on one, which is a huge piece of the wisdom tradition. It's actually in the exchange that wisdom happens. And this is a huge teaching that Cynthia offered us leaders. She said, it's, it's, it's like a, uh, a, a battery. There's a positive and a negative. Mm-hmm. And it's not all up to the leader at all. It's not a guru model that the leader has everything that the group needs. It's in the dynamic exchange, this divine exchange, that, that, that wisdom and love is manifested. And that's not only true with each other, but it's true also with God, that there's this incredible divine exchange happening with God, that God delights in the exchange with us, uh, just as we delight in the ex- exchange with God. Whew. It's changed uh, my teaching, for sure. Yeah, no, I see that. And, and, and here's something that I think that we talked about a little bit before we went online, too, is that um, you can connect with people. I know a lot of people are zoomed out, yeah, but yeah. you can connect with people. And we've, we've had this experience before the pandemic. We yes, did exactly. zoom, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we right. had a zoom before zoom was a thing. Um, and there, there is a connection with other people, um, in deep, deep ways. Yeah. We are all connected energetically anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that if you were interested in becoming a part of a group or sitting in on a group and learning about um, Wisdom School, that you'll be surprised yeah. at how connected you feel and held, like you're saying, by the others in the group. Um, and when 
the pandemic first happened and we were all in lockdown and there was so much uncertainty and you know you even to go out on the road you felt like you were a thief in the night because yeah. there was no one on the roads and and I immediately turned to coming to your groups and it was a it was a real saving grace for me I mean I I, I would I would join and between you know the meditating and the 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 readings and being with others and and you know listening to what others had to say you know by poems and all sorts of things i left so full during such a such a a, uh, and we're i feel like we're we're easing back into a little of that uncertainty again with the Mm -hmm. pandemic as we head into winter um you know in these dark months that they're talking about but there's hope i think for us and things available um, this support that i think especially because so many people are so lonely. It's needed even more now, I think, than ever. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so grateful, Pam, that that was your experience of um, being able to tap in and, and, and feel so nourished, which to me is that that's the grace, um, you know, that we belong to this inner web. Mm-hmm. There is a web that we can belong to or that we do belong to that we open up to and notice. Mm-hmm. And those gatherings are nourishing not only to you, but to, to me, to all of us. You know, we all need that sense of heart connection. And yes, amazing, the mystics knew that we could connect this way before the internet even existed. Mm-hmm. You know, Teilhard de Chardin was talking about the newosphere, which mm-hmm. was kind of the forerunner for the internet you know, the internet connection. And the desert fathers and mothers knew this. Like when you go into the cave of the heart, Mm. you can connect anywhere in our world. And growing up in Africa, we we didn't have the internet. We had to wait on those two week or four week letters to arrive. But we, believe you me, we did a lot of prayer connecting with our family and with loved ones in other countries and with God. And that is what now the internet has just made manifest. We Mm -hmm. can see now this inner web that has always uh, been here. And we're invited to stay grounded in our body. Um, If if we place our hand on our heart, Pam, just invite you to place your hand on your heart and feel Feel that sense of connection. And then imagine, you know, 10 other people doing that same gesture mm-hmm. right now, or 100 other people. And just pause and feel into connecting with each other through that web of, of love. We are not, uh, we are not alone. Mm-hmm. And there's ways that we can, we can practice Uh, tapping into that web. I've just been uh, engaging in a body prayer recently. I would love to uh, uh, offer. I don't know if now's a good time or Mm -hmm. if if you want to ask a few more things first. No, I would love that. And you know, what's interesting about body prayer is that when I first started to do it, Mm -hmm. it was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, Growing, you know, just Presbyterian and, you know, we don't move in church and and uh, except for on Martin Luther King Sunday, when another church, Baptist church joins us, and then there's all kinds of movement, um, yeah. which I always felt, you know, found delightful. But um, anyway, I felt very self-conscious about it at first. Yeah. 
And when I let go of that, I could, the, the, the sense of freedom in doing it was unbelievable. And now I yeah. teach it. So now I'm at my Presbyterian church yes. teaching, teaching body prayer to these yeah. older women yeah. who have never heard of it. And yeah. we stand up and make the sign of the cross. And I, it just, it really, um, I, I guess my only thing that I would say is just be open to being open to it. Yeah. Because then you'll feel that felt sense of what it's doing, that movement in you. Yep. Um, but I sort of had to kind of let go of some barriers to, yeah. to self-consciousness of doing it. Of like, oh, what if my family walks in and sees me? Right. Exactly. No, I love that you named that. And that is a very common experience because we're not used to necessarily engaging in, in gestures in, in our North American culture. And to trust the you know, being uncomfortable, like that's okay. Do it, do it anyway. And I will say this, uh, body prayer isn't, I've noticed for some of my students, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I've also uh, noticed uh, in my classes that I teach, you know, by the second or third time, my students like, oh, I felt so different than the first time I did it. I was like, what are you doing? This is a bother. You got us out of our chairs. And by the second or third week that we had done it, they're like, oh, thank goodness, my body needed this. And that's, that's what I have found for myself and now teaching it to others um, or having a, leading a group and having people start with doing the body prayer or yeah. I end with it. And I can see, I mean, it's beautiful. I've taken pictures sometimes and, and you yeah. see these, all these people with their arms up in the air and it's really, um, it's in that gesture that you were talking about that our body knows those, those gestures. That's so right. if we stand up, you and I, and do this, we, you can do it in a way that people who are listening, we can invite them to Absolutely. do it. <clears throat> yep. I do that uh, all the time. All the time. And what was I going to say about that? Yeah, everybody has a different vocabulary of sacred gesture. So you really are listening into what happens in your body with this gesture. Yeah. And what I love, and you've heard me say this before, uh, Pam, is, and what happens today might be different than what, how it feels tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There are some classic, like the bow, the full prostration, and there are uniquenesses. So what does this gesture feel like in your body when you raise your hands today? For some, it might feel like release. For some, it might feel like surrender, Yeah. you know, and, and trust the vocabulary of truth in your own body. Okay. So, yeah. So this can be done seated uh, okay. so, uh, or, or standing. Um, I, I tend to like to stand, but I also work with students who are in wheelchairs and otherwise. So it's, it, it's, it's, you're welcome to do right where you are. And so it's, it's the, um, wholeness in motion is the name of this body prayer. And I'm just loving it for our world right now. I need it myself. So we take our right hand, Pam, and we bring it in front of us as if we are holding a, a walking stick or a shepherd's staff. You're just kind of, kind of making a, a circle like you're holding a staff right in front of kind of your chest. Uh, and the words are, here I am. And then you bring your left hand up around and you hold the other Staff, almost like you have two ski poles in your hands. Here I am as I am. And with a body prayer, it's often true that there is external gestures, sometimes words, 
This one has words. And then there's an invitation to notice the felt sense. We're bringing the three centers together, head, emotions, and movement. So the felt sense invitation is to really check in with yourself. Here I am as I am. And how am I? You know, just checking in with yourself right there. And then we're gonna take our right hand and we're gonna swoop it back behind us to the side, opening the palm and bringing it straight out in front of us as if we're kind of extending it out, uh, straight out in front of us uh, in the world. And then we bring our left hand, do the same swooping gesture out to the right in front of us, bringing the two palms out uh, as if we're kind of extending out to the person in front of us in the world as it is. So we started with here I am, as I am, and now we're doing in the world, as it is. And the felt sense invitation is check in with yourself about what are you noticing about how the world is right now? How is your individual world? And how is our collective world in this moment? Then we bring our hands together uh, in prayer position over our heart and we press our hands together. Feel that pressure, feel that, uh, that little push between your palms while you're also feeling your feet on the ground, being supported by the ground. And the words are supported by the planet. We're feeling that support and see if you can get in touch with a feeling of support. And then we raise our prayer hands, keeping our palms together, raise our hands up in front of our face, up over our head, palms still together. And this moment, you imagine as if you are on the moon or on the sun, looking down on our earth. So this is a gesture of scale. What do you notice as you look down from a higher perspective? And the words for this are floating in the cosmos or the multiverse, floating in the cosmos. And see if you can get a sensation of that, felt sense of that perspective. And then bringing your prayer hands down together, still uh, palms together, pausing in front of your uh, eyes. And I like to tap my forehead with my fingers that are together. And the word is awake. See if you can get a sensation of wake. And then bring your prayer hands down together right in front of your heart again to my state of being. What is my state of being? How am I on this vertical connection with God? Uh, where am I at? awake to my state of being. And we pause right there. And then Pam, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna swing our hands down and do this bow and deep release sigh, letting go of anything that needs to be let go of with a sound. Whoosh. So we're gonna do it two more times. We're gonna do uh, here I am as I am and then here we are as we are. Would that be okay, Pam? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here we go. Here I am holding that staff with our right hand as I am holding that left hand. 
swooping our right arm in the world as it is. Supported by the planet, palms together, floating in the cosmos, hands above, the, above our head together. Awake, tapping our forehead to my state of being. Here we are, as we are, holding our staffs in the world, and just invite us to make this our prayer for our world, as it is, supported by the planet, floating in the cosmos, awake to my state of being. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. What, tell me what that does for you. No, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Two teachers trying to. Um, I just, I feel different. I feel a little lighter. Um, I, um, <clears throat> I feel like I did something important mm. because you said, let's pray for our world. Yeah. And it needs prayer right now. And yep. I felt like I was part of something with you offering to the world. Yeah. Um, and I think it feels good to get up and move your body mm -hmm. because we forget, I think, throughout the day. You know, I have a time of prayer in the morning and others might have one at the end of the day or, or in their car or whatever your practice it is or isn't. Um, but we forget, I feel like, our bodies in the midst of that. And this brings me back into my body the same way that where my feet brings me back into my body, where's my hand. Um, but I also feel like something really important is happening in that there's this connection with yeah. the wholeness of, you know, there's a mystery about it. Yeah. If, and it took me a little while, like we talked about at the beginning, to get to that place because I felt awkward yep, exactly. a little. Um, so I would invite people to, to try it and mm -hmm. see how it feels. And I love checking in with yourself. Um, and you mentioned that a lot because I'm different at all different times of the day. Yeah. It was different when I woke up and then one of my kids said she had a tummy ache. And then I, you know, I mean, it just, it, it, yep. things come at us. Yep. Throughout the day, I find myself in different places where I might find out good news and feel different and lighter in my body. Yep, yep. That's your state of being right there. Uh, that's how connected we are with all three centers, and that's what we're checking in with. Yeah, if you have a chance to listen to that um, body prayer today and then listen to it tomorrow yes. and, and see how that lands um, in you in different times of day or different, different days. Um, yeah, for me, it always gets me when I say in the world as it is, 
Mm. You know, that for me is when it really shifts into a prayer space for me. And, and, and the teaching in, 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 in the wisdom tradition is that there's three lines of work, work on ourself, mm -hmm. which is super important work in the group, which is super important and, and the greater good work work yes. on behalf of, of the cosmos. And this one kind of taps into all three. Yeah. And that word, that number three happens a lot. It's the mind, the body, the, the spirit, and then, um, and then, and then this, uh, um, and I also, I like the freedom. I want to say the word freedom in as it is. Yeah, exactly. There's so much freedom in that for me because I don't have to fix it. No, no, we just need to presence it. Yes. We need to be present. Spiritual direction is the long loving look at the real mm -hmm. and where God is in that real. Yeah. So let's just be where we are and where the world is. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you for this. Yeah, thank you, Pam. Yeah, it's leaf season, so it's, you notice my neighbors, you can hear that, my neighbors having their, they're getting their leaves blown all around outside my window there. Um, but I, I think that my biggest takeaway is that um, we can't connect with God with our mind alone. Mm, we can try. And that's a, that's a good start. Yeah. Um, and there's more. There's more. I was just going to say there's more to it. And this is a great invitation to exploring, discover what that more is. Um, and I know that this work, you know, has, has touched my life um, uh, and been there for me in community, like I said, when I needed it. And, um, and also leaning in on the practices and, you know, and if I feel like in the morning doing a body prayer versus sitting and reading something, I'll get up and do that now because it's part of my practice. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. You know, as I grow, you know, I don't ever feel like I'm arriving anywhere, but I'm layering on new and different things that help enhance that, um, that getting into what, you know, what is and mm -hmm. where I am in each moment. Um, so is there anything else that you'd like to add in summary about the wisdom? Um, well, just, I was going to um, just name a quote that has been really helpful for me. And it's actually from Bio, who's a gentleman from Africa. And he says, the times are urgent. Let us slow down. And I feel like the wisdom tradition um, has offered me practices that help me even know how to slow down and what to do when I do slow down and how to be present. Um, I'm just really uh, grateful. And I, I love that. And I think that's a great way to close. And I usually ask people, um, what is your favorite quote or phrase or saying for right now? <laughs> and that summarizes it so beautifully. And I think it summarizes how we can tap into that. And this, this uh, wisdom way of knowing is, is a beautiful way I have found in my own life to connect. Yeah, and if people want to know more, Cynthia has written lots of books. Cynthia Bourgeau, The Wisdom Way of Knowing is an amazing book, as well as Mystical Hope. There's lots, uh, hundreds of us reading Mystical Hope right now. 
And um, so absolutely uh, check her out. Northeast Wisdom is uh, the website that, you know, kind of highlights some of these things if you're interested in more. Yeah. And I will have links to all of those things um, on my website uh, that will take you to all of those, those places. And I would just add, and, and we can end there, but I would add that when I, uh, left Meridian when I graduated, I was like, oh, I really felt like I found like-minded or, or, or familiar people. Yes. And I was sad that I live, you know, an hour away and it's not, I, I'm not available to go to all the things, but because you have so many online offerings, mm. I still feel part of that community. I see familiar faces. Wonderful. Um, and I, I, even though I'm, I don't live where you live, I still yep. feel like I'm, uh, I'm, when I'm there, I'm welcomed. And Absolutely. Everybody's welcome. We have people from Canada and zooming in and Georgia and Florida. So everybody's welcome. Exactly. Well, thank you again for your time. This was so enlightening. And I love that we got up and did the body prayer because that was <laughs> You know me. <laughs> if I see anyone around town after a walk raising their arms, I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.